Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends and lovers everywhere. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. And my next guest, she's just a wonder woman. She's done things for the cat world that is just incredible. And I'm excited to have her back on Catitude. We'll be right back after this short break. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am beyond thrilled to have with me Sean Simons. She is the founder of Kitty Bungalow and former headmistress of Kitty Bungalow, which is the uh, charm school for wayward cats. And now she is working her magic across, well, not quite across the world, but, you know, many miles away from the U.S. And she is created, you would say, Sean? Yes, yes. I started a new organization to bring TNR to a country that has none. And the organization is Shadarvan Idish, which means the ideal fountain? Yes. Okay, I'm glad I got that right. Wow. (laughs) So... Okay, for people that might not know, what is the Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats? Because some people might not know. Just a little brief on that. So about 10 years ago, I started an organization that really sprung from my backyard called Kitty Bungalow Charm School for Wayward Cats. And I created the only 100% feral cat socialization facility. And it really started very grassroots literally in my backyard and once in my home office and into a trailer. And we eventually grew to a substantial organization that has uh, about 100 weekly volunteers and some actual paid staff. And during that time that I spent with the cats, I socialized probably over 7,000 feral cats. No, maybe about No, that's not fair. I was part of trapping and neutering about 7,000 feral cats and socialized about uh, 3,500 cats. And during that time, developed a very specialized approach to socialization. So I did that for about 10 years. I had a little taste of trying to um, (laughs) trap a feral cat couple that is, you know, in my neighborhood. And it's not easy. And to socialize them is very difficult. Just to mention a little bit, you know, a lot of people will feed cats that are in the neighborhood and and that's the extent of it. They don't realize that unless they neuter them, there's going to be spay and neuter them. There's going to be, you know, 
hundreds more kittens born before you know it. So if you don't go that, right, if you don't go that extra step. And the other thing is, it's not easy to trap them. I had to hire somebody to trap (laughs) one of mine because by the time I trapped her, she was already pregnant or tried to trap her. She was already pregnant again. Well, there's a couple of things with that. I always said feeding without fixing is not humane. And I know that when we feed the cats, we're doing it because we love them and we don't want them to starve and we want them to be happy. And it's true. But if you imagine the more well-fed you are, the more your insides are working, the healthier you are, the more kittens you're going to be able to give birth to. So if you're feeding a lot of cats and making some really fat, feral cats, you're really creating more feral kitten problems. So absolutely take the additional step. And in terms of it being difficult, it's funny you bring this up because, so I'm living in Albania now and I need to explain to people because I'm going to say 90 something percent is not going to know where that is. It's just north of Greece and right across from Italy. So it was under communist rule for a long time and a very forgotten country, very poor, economically challenged. And the reason I bring this up now is that I'm trying to trap these two little kittens in my neighborhood because the little boys who live here are in love with kittens. And after a very long time of trying to convince mommy, because today is, you know, Christmas, so Gazor Krishlindia, we convinced mommy that they can have a kitten inside their house. So they're super, super excited. And the kittens that live in the yard, they want in their house now. And the thing with TNR is that it's a process. So it's not difficult if, one, you get them on a feeding schedule or you feed them continuously so they get to know you and they know that you're bringing something yummy. If you get them on a feeding schedule and you basically feed them at the same time around the same place, After about a week, it's pretty easy to trap them. You just exchange the where the food was with the food with the trap, and they'll normally just go in, and it's pretty easy. Well, it's probably easy for you, but for this one, I, you know, the boy, I, I was able to, but for people that are listening that have tried, and sometimes you just get one that's this one, this mama cat's tiny. And she's still to this day, even though we've been, she's been with us three years as outdoor yeah. but but we she has a house we feed flea treat and everything she's still yeah. skittish there are cat trappers that know how to do this and they're pretty inexpensive and they use a drop trap so there's that alternative yeah. too and there, it's not going to cost you a fortune and it's a great alternative but i know you're in albania what made you decide to go from los angeles all the way to albania <laughs> Being a little crazy, I guess. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. Um, I I knew it was um, time to do something new. For those of you that are doing rescue work, and and for me running the organization, I worked about uh, seven days a week, 15 hours each day. And um, that can really grate on your health after a while. So we knew we needed a, a change of pace. And I knew that I wanted to go somewhere where I could make a deep difference. And it's kind of like 1984 in Albania because of the time they were under communist regime. And if you remember the 80s, like humane education wasn't really a thing then. 
you know, I remember my, my high school biology teacher who, you know, clearly knows biology, brought in a box of kittens from his cat because people just didn't think about spaying and neutering them. I mean, he, he's a biology teacher. He knows where kittens come from. So they really haven't gotten to the point of humane education yet. And it can be pretty dire here. I mean, they poison to manage population. It's not like some countries, like Turkey, for those of you that saw the movie Keddie, it's very, you know, the, everybody wants to help. And, and they are true community cats and everyone is feeding together. In Albania, it's not at all like that. So I really wanted to make a big impact, I guess. <laughs> Little did I know just how difficult it was going to be. I can't get traps over here. Oh my gosh. Okay, the organization is called Shadowvan Idish. It means the Idea Fountain. Where does the where does the name come from? So I've branched out into, uh, we're also doing dogs here because they have a lot of stray dogs as well. And the Idea Fountain is, is just, because there's so much to be done here and there's nothing in terms of humane education, there's no educating pet owners even, like people that own pets, they don't spay and neuter. So there's a lot of information to get out here. So it's a fountain of ideas that we're bringing. And uh, Shatravani Dash is Albanian for the idea fountain. Okay, we're going to take a brief break and come back and find out how things are progressing and the challenges that you're running into, even though you described some of them, but I know there's more. So we'll be right back. everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have discovered a great brand called Dr. Elsie's. They are truly focused on your cat. One of their mottos is, we've always put ourselves in our pet's paws. I just love that. And did you know the number one behavioral reason that cats are either abused, abandoned, or returned to shelters is doing their number ones and number twos outside the litter box? Yep. And let me tell you, I have been dealing with that for quite a while with one of my kitties, Charlotte. I have a multi-cat household like so many of you. And no matter what I tried, she refuses to use the litter box. And I have tried everything. Nothing worked. And then I found out about Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract. Now, most cats are not that picky, but almost every household has a Charlotte and that cat will be persnickety about using the litter box with other cats. Well, Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract is a product that helps bring cats like my persnickety Charlotte back to using the box. And Dr. Elsie's is so positive that you will love their product. They're going to offer a rebate and pay up to $20 for your first bag of any Dr. Elsie's litter. You can visit drelsies.com slash catitude and print out the rebate form or fill it out online. I will also have it on my Instagram, which is at catitude17. Give Dr. Elsie's Cat Attract Litter a shot. You will not regret it. Happy cat, mom. Happy cat. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>
everyone. We're talking with Sean Simons and she is doing some magical things in Albania. So you went from a well-developed foundation that you worked so hard in, Kitty Bungalow, and yeah. decided to go all the way to Albania and where they pretty much don't, un, you know, have the, uh, I guess, knowledge, understanding, want to, or just, you know, from how their country politically and, and has been and many other things that, that they don't really understand the idea of, you know, TNR and decided to start this program, which is mind boggling because you're starting and not only are you starting a brand new organization, but you're also fighting the challenges of a country that doesn't really not, I wouldn't want to say understand, but just the idea of TNR is kind of very new to them. Yeah. And might I also say they speak another language here. That too. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's looking back, you know, I, I spent a lot of years building Kitty Bungalow and leaving the organization behind and landing here. It's like, you know, when people have had cats their whole lives and um, they have really old cats and eventually their cats die and they get a kitten again and they forgot what it was like to have a kitten and how much work it was. It's a little bit like that. Like I... I forgot how difficult it is to get something started and off the ground. So the first thing we did here, we're in a in a small like um seaside town and we did a, a count and we counted all of the stray dogs and cats that live here. So we had an idea of how many we were talking about. And now we're at the phase where we've started to do TNR, but it's been super difficult because we can't get traps here. So trying to get some traps sent over the wonderful true cats, they have agreed to donate traps. So now we're just raising money to ship them over because all the cats are in these tiny little alleyways. We built a homemade drop trap. So we've done that and we've started working with the colonies that we've been managing that we can pretty much wrap up and and uh and get into a carrier and and one by one we've begun the tnr only uh 142 more to go (laughs) wow and how has the people of albania that you're working with how have they accepted your mission i guess your mission and then how also what is it like as far as getting veterinarians to assist with you because you said that the I saw the video and we'll have the link for everyone listening. We're going to have a link to the video on the episode page for this issue. So you'll get that information. But I believe if I remember correctly, the veterinarian situation is a little different in how they spay and neuter. So that's been a challenge as well. Am I remembering correctly? So different. The veterinarians are mostly farm veterinarians because the percentage of people here that have pets is very, very small. So it's very new to them to have a veterinarian that, you know, sells cat litter or a cat box. We've been teaching people about cat boxes because we had people who were having trouble with their indoor cats and they didn't want to keep them inside anymore. And we went inside and saw they didn't have a litter box. They didn't know that was a thing. So what does the cat do? Well, I know the floor. Was pooping at everywhere, and that's why they didn't want their cat anymore. And we're like, that's easy. Here, this is a litter box. This is litter. Problem solved. That's how backward things are. And the, the veterinarians, it's been difficult as well. They're just, they're not 
they're not used to working with own animals and and um, they all seem a, almost a little bit nervous when they're working with them. <laughs> are they nervous because the cats are smaller than, you know, most farm animals or that they're, you know, TNR cats and they don't know how to deal with TNR cats? Yeah, I mean, so far, most of the cats we've been bringing in have been socialish. I mean, a little, a little bit feral. And I would keep explaining, like, this cat has not been held yet, so you need to be really calm and chill. And and the next thing you know, they they open the carrier and let the cat out, and then it's it's a mad dash of trying to walk the cat back and get them chilled in a corner so you can scoop them back up. I had the vet actually lose a cat because she left the office door open <laughs> when she was cleaning the cat's cage. So the cat walked out. It took us uh, oh, uh, five days to, to retract the cat and <laughs> catch the cat again. I mean, just things that would never happen back in the States. <laughs> so that's, that's, been, um, that's been a challenge. <laughs> the good news is that we just made a deal with the, we say the Bashkia, so it's the, it's the, like the mayor's office, and they are partnering with us. So starting in the new year, they're going to be partnering with us on the education part of, of the outreach. So that should, that should help move things along. That's great. And, you know, what people don't, I don't know if people you know, hearing this and, and, you know, most of our listeners are in the U.S., but there's more than just, you know, the cats, because what happens with the feral animals, you know, the cats and dogs, is they eat out of dumpsters, and yeah. then they're, and I'm just talking from a very global, you know, um, kind yeah. of viewpoint, and there's a lot of mess in the streets, and there's, you know, people that there's some that are animal friendly doing what they can, but then there's some that are not. So there's some that are, you know, maybe doing something like poisoning these animals because they don't want the mess on the street because they're digging into dumpsters and garbage. Then they're, you know, doing their defecation is all over the, the areas and stuff. So they consider, you know, the animals are a nuisance, but the problem is, you know, you have to start from some point to correct it which is what you're doing so it's there, there's a lot that that i think once they start to educate the community that yeah. will maybe eventually click into place and they'll understand the, the whole cycle better yeah our instagram page is um trash cats and dumpster dogs if you follow us on instagram you can really get a sense of all of these cats that are here and the condition that we're talking about and the challenges that we're facing because there hasn't been any management of the numbers. And so we're really, really starting from, from zero. But like you said, I mean, in, in any country, there, there are absolute animal lovers here that, you know, want to help and want to be a part of it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's all happening very, very slowly but we're we're happy to be a part of it. I think that, you know, for any of the listeners who have participated in TNR and you know how difficult it is and if you're doing it on your own, it's often a 48-hour or 72-hour adventure. The work that's happening here makes my most difficult TNR in the States seem like a breeze. And I say that only to encourage people to remind yourself that you guys have 
so many the necessary tools to end the population outburst and end the homeless animal problem. There are so many vets that do low-cost or free spay-neuters. There are so many organizations out there doing it. If everyone did a little bit, you guys could finish the problem in a year. You have so many of the tools. And every day I wake up, I just wish that there was one low-cost (laughs) Yeah, because right, once I started looking into this a few years ago before starting Catitude and dealing with my own little situation, I was amazed at how many resources we have because you're right, there's always... I'm not going to say always because there's, you know, people live all in some rural areas might be more difficult, but there are so many vets and organizations where they'll have either a certain day or a a certain program where if it's a TNR cat, they'll spay or neuter the cat at a low cost. They earmark the cat. So when there are animal controls trapping cats for maybe a neighbor complaint or something, they see the cat with the earmark, they know the cat's already fixed. It's fine. It's it's there's not a problem and we have a lot of resources it's and for people to find out it's so easy and where you are they just don't have the resources you're starting from like the ground up to try to create these resources absolutely so if everyone could just do a little bit (laughs) could put in a little time wherever you live and trap a couple of cats this year you guys would be leaps and bounds in terms of ending the situation there in the States. If everyone just put a tiny bit of time into it, you guys could wrap that problem up in a, in a big Christmas bow. Yes. The numbers can be phenomenal because of how cats breed. There's, you know, just what did you know this better than I do the, and I've done shows on this, but just one cat not being fixed can result in how many cats over say maybe a five year period, 10 year period. Yeah. They say over seven years exponentially, it's about 420,000 cats. See, that's crazy. And I, in my tiny experience, I ended up with six kittens that of yeah. which we adopted. One was from our previous litter, so she must, and she's had, she had three both times. So I think the two other ones didn't make it. And that's, so that's seven cats only in a short span from one. And yeah. Those were all fixed and adopted out. So it's, you know, the numbers are just unbelievable. So how can people support your organization, Shatravan Aydish in in Albania? I know that you we're going to have a link to the YouTube video on the episode page so people can see that. And I know they can go to your Instagram, but they can also make a donation so that. Yeah. So what would they do? Website, yeah, via our website, we're also um, on uh, on Facebook, and I think it's you know it's it's really important to remember that the cats don't know what country they're in, right? That being humane doesn't just mean it ends at our own boundaries. So if, if we really want to make this world a humane place, it means going beyond our own boundaries, and you can all come and visit and help TNR. <laughs> That would be great. I just, oh, I got goosebumps. It seems like you're the the cat rescuer of the world of what, of what you're doing. I know that the, you know, starting Kitty Bungalow and, and working in Los Angeles, that was just a major undertaking. And where you are now is even more 
of a major undertaking because you're starting with so many challenges. So I just, I think you're amazing. I think you're Wonder Woman. And to the world of all the homeless, you know, all the feral cats, all the TNR cats, you're their goddess in doing what you're doing because just think of how many, you know, lives you're, you're saving and lives that that would not make it. I am speechless. You're just doing such a phenomenal job. And I cannot believe you're starting in Albania with <laughs> with a, and with a grassroots pretty much situation, you're amazing, Sean. Thank you very much. That it feels good to hear that. I won't lie. It's uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, we're gonna have all of the information available on or you know links to everything on the episode page for everybody listening and please consider donation and whatever you can do is helpful and sean i wish you thank you for your time i wish you the best and we will be following you on instagram and watching the results so yeah yeah we hope to be able to announce that we've actually fixed all of the cats in the city. And that's a really cool thing to be able to have as a goal. And uh, it, it is it is achievable. So come along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Any idea where you're going to go next? We're going to stay in Albania. The hope is to be able to export the, the program to the different areas in the country here. We're also going to be working with vets from all over to help train these veterinarians so that these vets can come up to standards a bit and then be able to export the the whole program to wherever there's a, a real vacuum, wherever there's a real need. And thankfully, there are a lot of great organizations around the world that are working in this arena. There just really weren't any here. Well, thank you so much for all you do and the best for the new year. Wouldn't it be great in the new year to have this euthanized cat population decrease by thousands, maybe millions? What what a yes. wonderful thing that would be. Yes, it is a good wish for the entire world. Yes. That's everything kind Sean, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Can you imagine being in Albania and starting from the ground up, saving all these TNR cats and dogs? Sean is just, it's mind boggling what she's doing. Please take a look at the YouTube video and follow her on Instagram at Trash Cats and Dumpster Dogs. And you can get an idea of what she is doing. It's it's something that is so necessary in this country. And think about making a donation if you can. I'd like to thank my guest for coming on Catitude and sharing all about her new foundation or her, her new project that she's doing. It's a huge time difference. So it's been, I really applaud that she was able to come on Catitude and of course, I want to thank everyone listening for all you do to help the TNR population. Cat people, as I call us, feline friends, we're so passionate about our pets it, that our world almost almost always extends beyond our cats. We all do so much for the other cats that are out there, you know, in the streets. So thank you all for what you do. And I know we all give so much. So thank you. And um, thanks to my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guests sound great. And for all he does in putting out all of these thousands and thousands of shows and, and making sure that we sound good and 
we can get the message across to everybody listening. There are millions of people that listen to Pet Life Radio, and it's you know sharing the words, sharing the knowledge. Thanks to uh, my cat crew, which is Molly and Charlotte and Dennis and Sammy and Jethro and Jazz. All of my kitties are rescues. Sammy and Jethro are TNR cats. That Sammy was, she was a challenge, but you know, you have to make the choice. If you, if you have an, a problem with a TNR cat in your neighborhood, can't catch them, reach out to your, you know, your local organization. There's um, cat trappers. The fees are so low and it is so worth it. And they have dropped traps and know what to do if you have any kind of challenge. Or um, shoot me an email and I'll tell you about my situation and um, how I was able to trap Sammy and or listen to some of the earlier Catitude shows So I, where I talk about how I trapped Sammy. She was a challenge because she's a tiny little thing. But we did get her fixed and she's still part of our family and she's so much better and healthier that she's fixed now. So anyways, thank you everyone for what you do and keep listening. We have so many great shows coming on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.